Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. We might just be in France, but this is global. These players are icons, their stories are noble. In fact, each story into the game is golden. It's way more than just a game. It's a player's story into the pitch and all that she overcame. It's football 2019 and this is its brand new face. Football Inside Out by Copper 90. up in the studio are you good yeah i'm good just at lax about to jump on a plane to france actually oh mate so excited absolutely buzzing are you ready i'm so ready let's go wonderful shot there by nadim take a bow a true inspiration on and off the pitch what a wonderful talent because you know i don't know what it is but i have this thing when people deny me something or tell me i can't do it then i want to do it even more when you win over that the feeling afterwards is freaking awesome and i i want to prove her wrong and i did fantastic pace down the wing by lisa diavada looks for the cross the ball in the goal ball goes in the box oh, oh what a wonderful goal assist there by lisa diavada there's no bigger sporting event in the world than going to a World Cup. That's the pinnacle of all sports. To represent your country and to be part of spying a nation, spying a little girl, there's no bigger honour than doing that. New Zealand now break forward. Ali Riley there, picking up the ball in centre midfield. Looking to spray it across to the right-hand side. A true captain there, the leader on and off the pitch. What a delivery. I mean, it's made me the person I am from being on a team with other girls and the person I am is all because I, I play football. Evans now on the ball, gets a one-two back. She gets the ball in the box and he's gone in. Oh, oh just wide died by Evans. What a wonderful shot there from the Arsenal forward. Everyone was crying. We've qualified, we've qualified. And just that feeling, just that sheer emotion of everything that you've worked for in your footballing career to actually go and qualify for the first World Cup. Unbelievable. I can't even put it into words. They're going to take a shot here, they do, oh, and he's been tipped over the bar with an incredible save. 
Hello and welcome along to Inside Out, a brand new football and entertainment podcast from Copa 90. I'm Heath Pierce, a retired footballer. I actually had a chance to play with the national team for a little bit uh, in my career, six years to be exact. Played around five different countries, but now I am uh, a future legend in the podcasting (laughs) space. And I'm with... Hi, I'm Monkey. Damn, that was quite an intro, dude. Yeah. I feel like mine's... I did not play for a national team, but I play for a pretty good team in London. And uh, my bread and butter is pressing buttons and making people jump around. My name's Monkey and I'm a DJ. And I like football. Well, (laughs) guess what, Monkey? Over the next five weeks, we're going to bring you all the action from the Women's World Cup in 2019 and all the biggest storylines in world football, which is pretty amazing. We're going to bring you how football feels. At least we're going to attempt to give you the goosebumps, the shivers, the laughs, cheers, and... Hopefully not many tears, but some, if it feels natural. Happy tears. Yeah, tears of joy. Tears of joy. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Well, we're going to be coming to you guys direct from Copa 90's clubhouse right in the center of Paris before heading to Lyon for the semifinals and the all-important final on the 7th of July. I'm excited. Five weeks in France with you, bro. You better get used to me. Yeah. I mean... (laughs) I mean, we should probably just set a goal of not hating each other yeah, by the that end, That would right? be a good goal. We'll build the foundation in love and we'll go from there. Okay, that yeah. sounds great. Uh, I think we should probably get to know each other a little bit better. So we've got some questions set up for one another. Some quick fire round questions. You ready? Yeah, I'm a bit concerned, but I'm ready. Which team is your money on to win the Women's World Cup? Oh, man. I mean, US, of course. <laughs> but honestly, what I witnessed, at least from afar from the England squad in the last World Cup Mm. last summer, it was life-changing for me and I had no skin in the game just in terms of seeing a country kind of rise and everybody come together around a giant party. It was amazing. Yeah. How about yourself? It's got to be England. I mean, bias or whatever, but She Believes Cup gave me some serious confidence and um, some bragging rights as well. They've got to be one of the few favorites, right? Yeah, and then there's France as well. I think France is going to have a good... Uh, we're going to have to talk about them at some point. But, you know, they are hosting, and we've seen what happens when hosts host. Um, Did you pick up two? You got one. Where does your love of football come from? It would be from... I don't, you know what? I don't even know, because my family don't even like football, which is mad. My dad's side are all from North London, and my cousins all support Arsenal... My granddad supports Arsenal, so that's why I support Arsenal. But I, I didn't really grow up with them much, so it wasn't from them. It was more just like I remember seeing the lads play in the playground when I was younger. I was like five or six, and I was just really wanted to give it a go, so I just did. And I, you know, you used to line up against the brick wall, and there'd be two captains, and one person would pick one person each, and this young kid called Russell West, big up Russell West, like didn't pick me last, and we were like best mates for years after that that's amazing yeah it's not not the most like cutthroat thing ever is as, as a child on a playground <laughs> like the trauma that i think if you went back and everybody got therapy it would eventually track back to that time they were picked last a real thing but same thing for me like my family didn't if you were to ask my parents now they're they're experts right because, yeah, no yeah they've got it they've got all the answers to to football but i grew up in a very kind of uh ethnic neighborhood back home in california with a lot of uh, Portuguese, Mexican, Italian farmers, and then uh, Middle Eastern people. So there was like a real culture of football there. And not to say that we had like the greatest coaching, but we were always like all my friends growing up came from houses where their parents were like football was all that existed. Right. And so that's sort of what 
made me get into the sport. And then falling in love was obviously being around all of us sharing these ex experience together, because certainly within my household, even though I have two brothers and a sister and playing sports together, it, it didn't come from like a culture within the house. It came from sort of the neighborhood, which is kind of cool because a lot of places in California don't have that. You know, a lot of places don't, uh, are a little bit more, I don't know how to do it without saying something bad about, uh, <laughs> way you grew up. just like very, just other parts in California don't have that diversity where you have such a footballing culture, within your neighborhood so we used to play in the street just the street i grew up in was like very small like as in small as in wasn't very wide just like cars parked either side and everyone would just jump out on the street and play like doors would be open and stuff that's amazing and that's like so cool. stick some jumpers on the floor and make some goals i'm hoping someday that like that happens everywhere uh, especially in the u.s you know not just like on nice pitches somewhere with organized games that the culture really builds to a point where people just pop out into the neighborhood and they're playing in the street and it's like built and it's not curated to be that way, but it just naturally happens right. as, yeah. as a sport. I hope that, I hope it happens like that someday in the U S that was the difference I found not so much now. Cause they, you know, it's the standards have changed, but definitely like a few, some few years ago, the difference between like women's football in the States and women's football here was you guys had like a, a proper developed system. You guys were proper athletes, you know, you trained every day and here, like it wasn't such the case. We mainly played with like lads growing up. So like everyone was always trying to like do each other. Yeah. Oddly enough, in a lot of these interviews that we've done so far, which everyone's going to get to listen to mm. throughout the world cup, one of the common themes of a lot of the women was that yeah, I played till I was 12 with boys or 14 with boys or however old. And you're right. The, the system was quite different in, in the U.S. because it was much more structured for a much longer time of, yeah. you know, mixing up the teams. But that's a just a different story for people to tell. But it was a more common theme here for people to saying, like, when I was asking to sort of tell me your story over this period, it was like, yeah, well, I played on all boys teams until this point. And then eventually I, I moved off. But it's not generally the same story you get at least in the States. Yeah, it's all different. All the stories have been different yeah. from every part of the world. Tell us one fact about you that people might not know. Oh man, actually, back in the day, there was a, f a nice five, six year run where I had uh, dabbled in the old uh, DJ scene. Ah. Yeah, it wasn't very good, but I will say that the person that I bought my original like vinyl turntables from before they would sell me any sort of technology, things that I wanted to use, any Serato stuff, he was like, learn how to listen to music on vinyl first and gave me these stacks of vinyl. Learn how to like beat match on this and, and whatnot. And then after that, I'll teach you how to do other things. And it was actually a nice little foundation for music for me, but I wouldn't say I'm any good at it. Did I, you learn to DJ on vinyl? Yeah, yeah. I learned yeah. to DJ on vinyl, mostly more on like hip hop stuff. And then I bought CDJs and then I thought that I was like this you know, up and coming thing uh, that quick, quickly died. But I still have them in my house as like decorations. You still have uh, them? Yeah, yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah. I was going to bring them out here, but they're really heavy. Yeah. In a case. Have like, you ever I, like moved vinyl when you move yeah. house? Yeah. It takes like days. What's the one thing that nobody knows about you? I wouldn't say nobody knows, but like fun fact. Okay. I have a little pet rabbit and wow. his name's Thierry. Why Thierry? Henri. Oh. Hero. Okay. Absolute hero of mine. Yeah, I like that. So you associate your hero to a rabbit yeah no other way, way around but you know what i got told when i b bought him that he was like half french so that also kind of half french yeah like a french like breed <laughs> so it's like french passport nice <laughs> hasn't touched any french though at thierry the rabbit if you want to follow him on instagram just saying oh wow it's official all yeah, right let official. me let me let me let me pull another one from here then let's see here nice little segue who is your footballing hero uh did you do that on purpose? Yeah, no, I, I have all the answers to the test. Yeah, man, it's got to be Thierry Henry. Um, that invincible season was like 
my peak childhood getting into well I was already well into football but just like watching it all the time playing it all the time so that whole team mate I got to take Paris to a football game the other week yeah it was crazy I don't get starstruck with music people but athletes I'm just like you're sick I played with him for a couple seasons <laughs> just sticking that out uh, there just throwing that out there so he's not my hero because you know you don't want to meet your heroes I don't think I'm a firm believer in not meeting your heroes or knowing your really? heroes meeting your heroes fine knowing them it takes away that mystique of, of, of them being a hero. But yeah, I played with him for a couple of years on the New York Red Bulls. Great guy. But I would say my, oh man, footballing hero. Jeez. Uh, Roberto Carlos. Yeah. So Strong. in terms of the defensive position, attacking minded, getting into the attack, supporting in the attack instead of sort of this traditional sit back defender really changed the game. And it actually what I think is helped pave a career for myself. Big so, up Roberto. Yeah. Wait, whose goes it? Um, yours. Is it? Yeah, I, I, oh, yeah, I, just, yeah. I, I just drew one. All right. So how would your teammates best describe you? Oh, man. Probably as a shit stirrer, to be honest. A shit stirrer? Yeah. Well, be careful around you then. Yeah. Not in a bad way, but like I will find the issue in the locker room of two people having an argument. I'll step in as a moderator to act like I'm going to clean up this problem just... and I'll make it worse and then walk away and just sort of leave them to deal with it. Uh, so if two people are arguing about something... I'll bring the the whatever it is that's going to add more fuel to the fire, and then and then just, just step watch. out and be like, watch from a distance. Yeah, not my problem. Not in a bad way. More in like an ornery way. Not in like a in an entertaining. The second way. thing my teammates would say about me is that they love me. Okay, there it is. There yeah, it is. So the first is that I'm a shit stirrer. Second, that they love me. So that's where you know where it's coming from. Um, what about you? Um, maybe a bit of a clown. Like I'm not very serious at training. I mean, I am. I take training seriously, but I'm always like joking around hitting people around the head with a football my nickname for a couple of games was goat but not because you know those goats that like freeze and pretend they've died <laughs> yeah, i love those goats my nickname on this on the squad is peanut because i'm just tiny yeah basically i'm five one man come on my parents are small give me a chance yeah but you're a striker i'm small but mighty yeah low center of gravity get around exactly people. best player you've ever seen live or best player you've ever played against i mean i haven't played against any sort of amazing players that I can remember. I played against Joe Cole at the weekend. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. You <laughs> yeah. want to know a fun fact about that before? Go you, on. I was supposed to be Joe Cole that day. No way. And I backed out. You left. You were here. Yeah. And then you left. Yeah. And then I had to do other stuff and I couldn't go. Oh, right. And then Joe Cole filled in. Took my glory. They went on to win the championship, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. But they had Joe Cole on their team. Come on. I would say the best, man, I've played against some good players, mostly with the national team. At the club level, I didn't really get to a, a level where I was playing regularly against the top players. But I'd say the best performance I'd ever seen was playing against Brazil one summer and Ronaldinho was on the pitch. Everything he did was effortless. And again, you hear these cliches all the time in, in football, but he was just having fun and no one could get near him. No one could get the <laughs> ball from him. Ref blew the whistle. He put it down, looked up behind him at the referee and while he was doing that, clipped the ball over the top for literally to put a guy into a breakaway in the first like 10 minutes of the match. And I was just like, this guy's from another planet. This is not normal. And so his performance, the entire match was incredible. And it was just the best performance I'd ever seen or witnessed in person. I told this story to Ashley Cole and, and Michael Essien like a year ago when we had them into the office. And I was saying, yeah, Ronaldinho, he, he was just laughing all the time. He was having so much fun. Every time he touched the ball, he was just laughing and laughing and having a good time while he was just taking the piss out of us. And then 
Michael Essien like interrupted in the middle and was like, he's not laughing all the time. He's just got messed up teeth. That's what he said. He was saying, it looks like he's laughing all the time or smiling, but he's not because he just can't close his mouth. So his mouth is always open. I was like, that's so mean to say, but they all laughed about it and they thought it was funny. I think obviously they're friends. Um, so it wasn't a thing, but yeah, that was Michael Essien's response to that story. So he's not happy. He's just got a big set of gnashes. That's what he's saying. Yeah. He's not always laughing. It's just that he can't not laugh. God, that would be annoying if you were actually pissed off, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of bullying from Michael Essie. I wonder there. if that's real. No, they got to be friends. Not. Oh, wow. Last one. The last one. Oh, man. Coolest place you've ever traveled. What a way to finish this. Man, this was a planted question at the very bottom. <laughs> Coolest place you've ever traveled. I've ever gone, ever. Not to be biased, but I love Asia. Okay. Because it's like the most... <laughs> Why is that biased? <laughs> Family are from there. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's like the most alien place, I guess, I've ever been to like the Western world. Like the most bizarre place in comparison elaborate so i guess out of all the places korea was amazing south korea was amazing um what about it makes it alien okay so i went to this spa in korea (laughs) you had a story already on the first day just waiting for me to ask (laughs) (laughs) 10 hour flight got a bit boozy on the flight landed nowhere to go because it's too like early it's not even 2pm we can't even check into the hotel yet so we have to go somewhere what should we do what's open where can we chill because we're kind of tired but a little bit drunk Let's go to the spa. So I went to the spa. You get given these, like, uh, what can only be described as pajamas for adults with, like, a big dragon on the front. So I'm already looking the pot. And then you get taken around. First room we walk into is this massive room of just, like, heated floors. And people are just asleep everywhere on the floor. Then On the floor. On the floor, just on the floor, just chilling, just Moms, dads, teenagers, kids, just chilling on the floor. Like what, like, a, like a visual of like Game of Thrones when people walk through like an old something. Yeah. And just, it's just people just laid, sprawled out on just the floor. Just sprawled out on the floor, just okay. chilling. And then the next room you walk into, so they're all kind of connected, is like this room with a pyramid in it and a igloo and one room's hot, one room's cold. And then the next room's like an arcade. But you're still in spa stuff. Like an arcade? Like Yes. That's so yeah. great. And then someone walk past you and they're just like eating a boiled egg. Imagine the, the, the competition there, right? If they're all that way and somebody's like, well, how are we going to be different than the next spa? <laughs> they're like, That's well, they saying. have hot and cold too. So let's add an arcade. And they got me wearing this like towel hat that looked like princess leia yeah. like you had this thing on your head like this it's a good look i don't know if they were taking the piss to be honest. <laughs> they were like taking pictures when you go through they're like oh we got another set of tourists and i got this mas- on the wall i get you get this like you get a massage and it's basically they're just like this old lady like beating you up who's like half naked <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. bizarre it wasn't a dream this actually happened physically therapeutic but mentally traumatizing slightly yeah, yeah. but an experience did you, did you come out Better on the end? Did you feel better after? Uh, definitely more sober, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, that's, that's that, that'll happen to you. Um, shoot, I think that's all the questions we have. Yeah, that's it. If we have any unanswered ones, I'm sure we'll be getting those covered over the next five weeks. Yeah. And hopefully they got to know us a little bit now, right? I but, think so. uh, there'll be plenty more. And we hope that you guys will join us as we take a deep dive into all the action of this year's Women's World Cup, which starts in a few days' time. And make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. And join in the conversation online as well using the hashtag Copa90Icons. Thank you, everyone. This has been Football Inside Out by Copa90. This is a We Are Break production for Copa90. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.